call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to episode 52 of Cult Friend of the Podcast, where two friends watch a film decided by the flip of a coin. This week, myself, Andy J. Ritchie, my co-host, Donna Katirinen, and enemy of the show, John Spillane, watch the 2014 romantic body horror, Spring. As always, the podcast contains spoilers for the film right from the start. Check out justwatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. You can find us on Instagram at Call It Friendo Podcast. Drop us a line there if any feedback or recommendations. Apologies for some sound issues, particularly towards the end of the episodes. I blame Cthulhu. Enjoy! Okay, so welcome to episode 52 of Call of Ferrando podcast. We, 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 this is the first time we've had a guest with the two yeah. of us. We had Andy Casper on, who took your place. Yeah, yeah. But now we finally got the enemy of the I show received, is in the room. I uh, received several messages saying uh, uh, Andy Casper is no Donna Katurnan. Good, that's good. Mm. Uh, no one ever messages me anything. <laughs> I'm not just talking about the podcast. <laughs> just mean in general in my life. I don't I'm receive any messages mom, about hey, mom, you. Fuck off. Texting fuck is off. strictly theoretical in Andy's world. So you've heard him already. Enemy of the show. Uh, one of my favorite comedians and people, John Spillane. Oh, guys, oh, thank you for that woo, that cheer. Uh, I, it's the proudest title I hold, Enemy of the Show. Mm, you are, yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, you took that as a thing that was specifically for you, although it was something that we were saying in general about people who are still alive. <laughs> but that's fine. I, yeah, I just, I, you, 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 you can you, have that. That's yours. Uh, I think yeah, you've, look, you've I'm taken still alive. the role. And the day I die, I want you to say at my funeral, <laughs> yes. I'm no longer friend an enemy of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah then you the become show, a friend of the show. That's yeah, yeah. right. We'll make that's a wreath that's that line on it. Uh, what are you doing in Barcelona, John? I uh, was doing some gigs, drinking too much beer. I uh, was here for your lovely wedding last mm-hmm. month. And then I uh, went to the airport and drunk. And I left my laptop in the airport. You were drunk in the airport? Out. Yeah, I was a little drunk. A little drunk. What time was your flight? Uh, it's like 10 o'clock flight. At night? At morning. In the morning. You were yeah. drunk in the morning? Yeah, I was... You fucking degenerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still just still... I, I, I feel like I was still drunk. Mostly sleep deprived. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. This is your laptop because it has yeah. like a right. Okay, so that it was the Spanish government that stuck a like a piece of yeah, yeah. It was in the lost and found, it. and so I had to I come back and get it. I had to go in and prove who I was and do all passwords and stuff. Is your is your passport worth flights to like to travel from the, the, Ireland to Spain? The, Does it have that the, value? The laptop. Yes. Yeah. Well. I, uh, yeah, it's got loads of stuff on it, and it's expensive enough. Sensitive laptop, material. So it was like, yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't as expensive as our turn flight. We've just tried One to turn it on there. and laptops. Yeah, <laughs> just as well they never opened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, had yeah. been a whole, a whole other bother. <laughs> Why did you come back to Barcelona? <laughs> research purposes. Yeah, <laughs> research. Absolutely. Doing research. Anyway, moving on from pedophilia. <laughs> Do we have to? No. Uh, some great pedophilia movies. Ooh, favorite pedophile movie. No, Happiness. this is all getting cut. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's so grim. I can't believe how much you loved it. Oh, it's so funny, yeah. Have it's you hilarious. Seen yeah, sure. The, the dog yeah. Uh, eating the cum off. Sure, sure. Remember mm. that part. Philip yum, Seymour yum. Hoffman whacking off and sticking photos to the wall yeah. with his cum. Nice. Uh, that was uh, that's, that's actually what killed him. That's what killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Too much wanking. Yeah, coming and putting photos on his wall. And Fair enough. One of them his fell down is, and sliced uh, his. The lead in the new wrist. PTA movie. Did you see that? No, but that's good for him. He What's his exactly name? Is it like Jake Hoffman, Hoffman or something? Which is like you know, kind of ugly and ginger. Um, I don't know his name. Um, I feel like it's Jake. He looks quite like his. He looks quite like his father. And uh, Daniela Heim from the band Heim is the co-lead. All right, I always call them Heim because I mispronounce things. Yeah, fair enough. It is Heim though, which seems wrong. It is Heim. My favorite pedophile movie is probably Mystic River. Oh, oh, well, okay, that's good. Um, Tim Robbins getting all. Yeah, yeah. Thrown in the river, mystic. You know, the last time I watched it, I, I spotted a few reasons why it's a very dumb movie. I'm sure there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, you read the book, Dennis Lehane? No, novel? I've only it's read good. the um, Shutter Island of Dennis Lehane. Okay, well, and I did really enjoy well. it. If Shutter I, Island, that's. Is that the Martin Scorsese yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. The book? That is a bad movie. I, I prefer the I, book. Some the book people love it. Like, I would like, say it's, it's massively overrated, yeah. Yeah, it's like. It's, and I think most people really misunderstand what the ending is. <laughs> what do you mean? 
Uh, well, like I, he's I, uh, oh, spoilers for Shutter Island, but yeah. basically he realizes that he yeah. murdered his wife, someone, right? He, he killed he his wife, so then goes he, for he, yeah, yeah, he chooses. A lot of people think he's still hoodwinking himself. Oh no, I, th- no, I thought no, it was no, so obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they, ma- I thought the film made it too obvious mm. of anything. It, it, very much so, but I remember, I remember haranguing the people I saw, I saw it with, and many other people after that. So maybe it must be a common thing to misunderstand yeah. it. But anyway, it's an okay movie. Yeah, I can. I, my favorite uh, Peter film, probably the the Woodsman. Oh, with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, An Kevin Bacon. playing a pedophile. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, we had this discussion <laughs> recently. It's that and the sleepers. Five degrees of Kevin Bacon. How many? Who he All molested and they molested. <laughs> you know, he he uh, he's clearly spoken to his agent, and he's like, "Okay, come on, where are the where are the pedo roles?" Well, have you seen um, what's it called? Uh, the Florida Project. No, not yes. yet. Has you know been, the pedophile that. Like, his phone only rings for pedophile roles. He's just a dirty, <laughs> grotty old man. He's got that face. Oh, I, I, he's, I don't he's even awful. know who you're talking about. You should really watch I, it. Well, it's, it's, it's I want great, to watch yeah. it. I want it's to watch a, it. It's it's on the, the lead performance, the mother in that, is genuine. Is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Astonishing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there we are. I want to watch the Flow Rider project. <laughs> <laughs> that would be much better. <laughs> Uh-oh, there we go. No, that's a phone. That's a phone gone, folks. There's no more phone. We're <laughs> like, on phone. Literally, if you remade the Florida Project, but with Florida yeah. in the lead, and called it the Florida Project. It'd be yeah. solid. We'll okay. watch. Sounds yeah. good. Let's do that. Uh, so we do what I've been watching. Well, we could maybe one thing each. Have you watched anything of late, John? Or Ooh, it could be—I yeah. mean, it could be within the entire span of your life because this is the first <laughs> time you, you could talk about yeah. it literally whatever you want. Yeah, uh, I just want to talk more about happiness. No, um, I well, I didn't have my laptop, so I didn't wasn't able to watch many movies. So that was uh, kind of sad. But what did I watch recently? I watched Squid Game. Oh, like everyone's, so everyone's, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. It's so yeah. hot right now. And then I read a whole bunch of Daredevil. That's why I spent mm. basically the month. I read Ed Brubaker and Brian Michael Bendis's runs, which are back to back, and read like yeah, like ten years worth of Daredevil in a month. But how how are you? Um, how are you <laughs> reading? Daredevil, Daredevil is good reading. Daredevil is good reading. I completely agree with you. Not the Kevin Smith ones, though. Did you ever read those? No, I I, I tried to have a, like a look, a look at them because that's kind of where that run officially starts, mm. uh, and it's real. It's just all text box and the art's bad and it's goofy. And yeah, they're not good. The Frank yeah. Miller ones are great though. Frank Miller's great. Yeah. yeah are yeah, these yeah. like physical comics? Are you reading? Are you reading? Yeah, them I'm, on I'm uh, reading them on a sneaky online thing. That's why. Yeah, that's comic, why I would read do that. Online. Yeah. That it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it has every everything com- yeah. ever. Yeah. It's it's incredible that website. Nice. I, I read hope, all the stuff. I, I hope it's that. legal. Mm. Yeah, it's totally legal. Yeah. Good. That's fine. That's all I needed. I just uh, needed that reassurance. Yeah, and it's great. It it just kind of starts off with, uh, you know, there's a couple of supervillains that know who Daredevil is, but it, through a, a series of events, it gets leaked to the press, and the front page of the newspaper says Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Matt Murdock, mm. but they can't prove it. And uh, it's like the fallout of that. And it's just his life going to shit. Ah. Did you enjoy the Netflix show? I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen, I haven't finished it. Do you know what was the big problem with them Netflix shows is there was too many episodes of every single one of them. Every show had 13 episodes and they could have done it with eight. Yeah. And that was the problem. Yeah. And also the, the cursing felt really forced. Because like they were allowed curse, so it doesn't it didn't mean they should have. But, but like, those, you know. so those shows weren't part of the like no, current Marvel cinematic universe, the right? So yeah, fired there's out of the canon. rumors of. Um, oh, I, can't remember I think they're keeping Charlie Cox though. Yeah, they're mm. gonna do mm. a season of. She's the deaf superhero, and she's like an agent of Shield. But they're gonna do like Daredevil season four, basically with like Daredevil and all his characters coming back. There's a deaf superhero. I have a strong temptation to do some kind of (laughs) deaf. Some, voice. some, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. The tip of my yeah. right now. <laughs> no, don't do that. All I'm of not the deaf listeners of the podcast will be yeah. very offended. Yeah, I know. They love it. They love it. They love just putting the speaker, putting their hand <laughs> on the speaker and trying to figure out what we're saying. Turn it. <laughs> uh, and what about you, Andy? Well, uh, of late, I, I watched Vigil. I watched the entirety of the, I think it's a BBC. Yeah, it's a it's BBC very series. BBC as yeah, well. it's got a lot, lots of BBCs in it. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Six episodes. Uh, it's all in submarines and the sea. It's set in Scotland, so you get to see Scottish people. That's quite good. Like Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones. She's Scottish. Yeah, but she's yeah. Posh. 
But then she's like putting on another accent, pretending to be really Scottish. That's quite good. There's a few Game of Thrones people. Stannis is in it. Stannis Baratheon. Stannis is in it. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Stephen Delane. But the the one person who stands out to me is uh, Stephen McCall from Rushmore. Do you remember the Scottish guy from oh, Rushmore? Yeah, and he's I really good. Fesharia Wank, that guy. <laughs> he's like, uh, like he is only about five years older than me, or so, and he looks like he's about sixty. I he's l- aged so badly. I love him in that movie in Rushmore. Just yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's like okay, he's supposed to be a high re- school kid. He's, he's the like twenty five. Person in the yeah. Wes Anderson universe, and it's she's just like it's it's just, every time. I he's always on screen, wanted it's to be so one weird. of your plays for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember him in Rushmore. I just must not remember Rushmore because I don't. Yeah. Well, he uh, he started like bullies. Uh, I remember just hating Jason, Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Just hating him. Jason Schwartzman. Brags to him about getting a handjob yeah. from his friend's <laughs> mom. <laughs> so that this was my big takeaway from watching Vigil Submarine <laughs> series. <laughs> was thinking about Stephen McCall in Rushmore, but no, it's a solid, uh, solid show. It it all takes place in a in a looks what looks like a really flimsy set. I heard people talking shit about the set because really it's, I didn't. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I've uh, never been on a submarine. It looked okay to me, but really? like, uh, yeah, the final episode was not my favorite, but yeah, it's worth watching. Johnson Solid. is in it. Johnson, well, I think of him as the guy from The Leftovers. He's the also cult the guy leader. in The le- Leftovers. Who's he yeah. playing The Leftovers? He's the, cult the, the culty leader guy who's like the new Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, Patterson yeah, 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 Joseph, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's he's, the actor. Uh, but he's also he's Johnson. He's in Peep Show and he's yeah. in uh, Mitchell Weblock. Yeah, he's, yeah. Jo- he's Johnson. He's, he's uh, one of their mates. He's in all their stuff. Anyway, so that was what I watched. I'm re-watching The Wire, which is the best TV show ever. I've come to re- I've come to Sopranos. appreciate it. Well, I've watched a lot of The Sopranos, but The Wire is better than The Sopranos. Oh, at the I end, d- fully disagree with that. Yeah, well, you're wrong, but that's fine. Yeah. But I, I like Father Ted. Well, that's also good. <laughs> uh, we, it's probably the one fa- of the shows I that mean, we've referenced the most on this podcast. Father, I, I, alongside Citizen Kane, you can put the Father Ted Christmas special. It's one of the greatest things that's ever been created by anyone ever. I. I was watching, I watched all of it in two days, uh, the first series of Deadwood, which I hadn't Ooh. watched in years, and I got a, and it got me hot for David Milch, and then I, I started watching Luck, his uh, show that was cancelled because horses died on the set, but my God, fucking, the first season of Deadwood is just incredible. It's a good show. It's a good I show. Like the writing, how many characters there are. There's a ton of people, and they all come together in that little town, and you figure out who they are. And it feels so intimate, like like it's it's almost like at times like a a, a hospital drama because the location, everybody's just living in each other's yeah. pockets, you know. Everybody knows everybody. There's fucking and like it's so violent. That's the thing as well. When you get when as I've gotten older, violence affects me like like it should. Like you know, and you see violence when you're young, you're like ah oh, whatever. Like I thought, like you know, I used to think. A Clockwork Orange was a good laugh to watch, but I watched it like a couple of years ago in the cinema and I'm like, oh my God, this yeah. is disturbing. And yeah, proper, like w- w- watching Deadwood these days, just how violent, uh, how violent it was really sinks in. And then I had a good scurry around the Wikipedia page. You wouldn't believe how much of that show is true. Yeah, there's a it, there's a lot of real people in it, yeah, like yeah, real yeah. characters from the past. And right? it, a lot of the, some of the storylines are adapted from like diaries and letters mm. of people who live there at the time. It's crazy. I need to rewatch that. I don't think I ever finished season three either. Uh, I have never. Yeah, like. Or was it two or three? No, three. three seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. Season three, I didn't finish. Like there, there's an episode. Well, two episodes in the first season where Kristen Bell arrives. Kristen. Oh, I've totally um, forgot that was her. Yeah, 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 with her brother. But yeah, like you know, they they kind of play it like like they're innocent or, yeah. or whatever. But really, they're, they're you know they're, they're trying they're to do scamming. one over other people. They're con and people. And then uh, Powers Booth fucking horrifically tortures them it's incredibly violent friend of the show oh, I like yeah, yeah. Powers, Powers Booth. Booth yeah 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 it's cool sadly name, it? uh, sadly Powers died Booth. recently a couple of years ago he did yeah, yeah. from the great MacGruber that's right who's he in MacGruber he's, he's the, the general cur- yeah general he's colonel colonel or something yeah, colonel I need to watch MacGruber again can't remember. Yeah, but he's got he's... that that fantastic scene the, the the best scene in the movie which is where they're discussing the funeral <laughs> I, I need to watch MacGruber again. I haven't seen. It Did since you it have came to out. use so many so curse words? Curse words. <laughs> well, they, were fucking, they were fucking great guys, and it's a fucking asshole of a day. Just their kids were now. present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were laughing because of your heavy use of profanity. Well, fuck them. <laughs> Let's just turn off the podcast and rewatch MacGruber. Let's watch Mac- <laughs> Let's watch MacGruber. I've seen 
you don't mess with the Zohan too many times on McGruber. I only watched only that once. once uh, well, I, I, I do think you don't mess with the Zohan is really funny. You don't like it. I don't, but I only saw it like when I, when it came out. Yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. no memory of it. So maybe I feel like I'd be more forgiven of it. It was like at a time when like uh, Waterboy and Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, yeah. like, it was like he was just turning and they weren't as good. Mm. And I think I just kind of swore him off. But then some, I, I, watched, I watched like Hubie Halloween. I, I heard that's good. I'm like, I heard yeah, that's this good. is charming. It it's got a charm. Yeah, yeah. It's not hilarious, but it's got a charm to it. And it's family, fun. family friendly yeah. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, SNL alumni, Adam Sandler, of course. Yeah, well, that could come. I, act, oh, I actually did remember something I did watch. Because uh, I think it's something that you boys might have an opinion on. Maybe specifically Donica. I watched. I, I, for, this is one of these things I for years I wanted to watch. And mm. I was like, oh, I, Okay, I'll watch it this week. Uh, Dead Set. No, never heard of it. The, well, the, the, the zombie. Yeah. Zombie. Yeah. Zombie. I, I, I yeah. watched like the first episode only. Oh yeah, it's it. it is good. It's it, it, for, for those who haven't heard of it. The, it, the it's got a great premise, which is yeah. what if uh, a zombie apocalypse happened during the Big Brother house, and mm. it's the contestants of Big Brother trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. But it doesn't always play with that premise well. Like there's there's a few episodes there in the middle where the fact that they were on Big Brother is irrelevant. Like, it's just people surviving. It's just The Walking mm. Dead, like people trying to survive zombies. Um, but it ends well and it starts well. Uh, the, the, the in-between episodes aren't bad. They are just like zombie television as opposed to, yeah. it's, oh my God, it's Big Brother. How many episodes are there? Like six There's or something? Five episodes, but the first, and they're 20 minutes long, but the first episode's 40 minutes long, so oh. it's kind of like two. Did you wow, watch sure. his uh, documentary about the year 2020, but it was a, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I have it. No, yeah, it's yeah. like it death, to, death to twenty twenty or something. Bad, yeah. That was very bad. Um, but also, have you seen the the new show that he he's produced for Netflix? No, what's that? This is crazy. It's called um, I think it's called Hollywood Tropes, right? Mm. And it's people inter like being interviewed talking about like certain tropes in movies. Yeah, this is like Rob Lowe's hosting it. Yes. Oh God! Charlie Brooker produced that, and the thing is, it's like it's exactly the sort of show that he used to send up with um, Screenwipe. Mm. It's exactly that type of show. Like, it's mad. well, you live long enough to become a big evil Hollywood pedophile. There you are. That's, that's Definitely a pedophile. Also, an, an, an running enthusiast, man. Charlie Brooker. Oh, that's much worse. This is it. Well, of course, this week we we were gathered here today, of course, because um, well, we had to. We were given the criteria to choose a Lovecraftian film. Yes, you chose uh, Reanimator from that's 1985. Right. I chose uh, the Benson and Moorhead film Spring from 2014. Mm -hmm. I, in retrospect, I think we would be having a more. We would have had a more interesting conversation if you if your film had won i agree because i feel like that would be more of a talking point I, in terms of this film spring i enjoyed it i thought it was good i have very little to say about it it's like we'll an see. experiment of a film we will see um and i think what makes it lovecraftian is there's tentacles is that what it is could we do, can we do what, what, what yeah what's, okay yeah, what does that mean what, yeah, yeah, what me, the yeah. fuck does that even mean so i've read a bunch of uh, his stories right i, I don't have, know anything about hp lovecraft i have the complete volume upstairs uh, probably his most famous works would be uh, the mountains of madness and um call of cthulhu, the call of cthulhu. or uh, so the Call of Cthulhu particularly, it kind of plays with the notion that we are so insignificant and we don't even know it, that there's like, we're just this tiny speck on the universe and there's giant space gods and stuff like that and mm. we are nothing, we're just completely insignificant in terms of them. Um, it's cosmic horror. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing with the idea yeah. that humans are completely yeah, insignificant that's, despite the fact that we think we're the Some other phrase the like cosmic horror, I've never understood what that meant either. Does well, that just mean basically what you like, just said? I think yeah. so. And then there's yeah. loads of tentacles. That's very Lovecraft yes. as well. Loads of tentacles. Um, the Japanese love that. So I, yeah, th uh, this definitely qualifies. Apparently, there is um like there's almost a ruling body on what does and doesn't mm. qualify as Lovecraftian. Like Alan Moore's last few comics, uh, I think it was Necromicon or something like that. They count as right. But Necromicon is a device specifically from a few different Lovecraft stories. Right. I don't know much about uh, H.P. Lovecraft's work. Did you watch the TV series that came out on I HBO last year, episodes. Lovecraft Country? Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't. I me. never saw any of it, but uh, very yeah. Stranger Things. Okay. Which it looks interesting. For me I'm not a fan. The guy from Loki is in it. Oh, uh, right. Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, I like, I like oh, him. I like him. So is Michael K. Williams. 
Well, he's not doing too well. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Michael K. Williams, yeah. Sadly passed Uh, away. That's right. Stay off the fentanyl, kids. It's not big and it's not clever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So we call it friend of warning. All right, I'll fucking dive right in. This this is my least favorite of their films immediately. I would... I think it's probably, and this is such a boring criticism, I know, but it is probably 20 minutes too long, I would say. Oh, yeah, at least, yeah. There was parts of it that I that I really well, it's about one hour forty six or something. No, it's one, two, one hour two hours. Is it's got to two hours? Like, yeah, is it? It's yeah. like, that long? Um, are these well known filmmakers? Okay, yeah. Spencer how many of their how many of their films? So we, I'll run through very quickly just to yeah. explain something. I, I was of, watching it. I was like, I thought this was like a micro budget. These were not it is famous a very, filmmakers. It is a small. This is a very yeah. low budget film. This was their second film. So their first film was called Resolution in twenty twelve. Which that's I love. about like a couple of. There's like a guy who's a drug addict, and, and his, his friend, friend ties him visits to a radiator him. Yeah. Um, and says, "We're going to stay for a week. I'm going to try and get you off the drugs, and um, hopefully, what like you know, and if if you're still want to be a junkie by the end of the week, whatever you can be a junkie." And then there's a sort of a like a a story, a mm-hmm. folk story, is like a, an entity in the film. Yeah. And it's trying to weave horrific things. It's actually good. Yeah, Resolution is a good, solid yeah. film. Um, then there came Spring. Then Spring came out in 2014. Then in 2017, they made The Endless, the which kind of sequel. It's sequel a to concept. Resolution. The the oh, the, the story of Resolution is one of yeah. the scenes in The Endless. The directors Benson and Moorhead, they're in The Endless as well. They're two of the characters from that, but they revisit the same world and expand it, and that's genius. Like for mm. me, that's their best film. In 2019, they directed Synchronic with Anthony Mackie. Which I loved as well. Which I is like a time, oh, a time travel yeah, film. Yeah, we yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah. that in a previous episode with Locked Down. Yeah, my brother hated with, it. Um, now they're working with Marvel, aren't they? Yeah, they're, so their TV series, their, their TV series Moon Knight is coming out in 2022. These guys are making Moon Knight. Starring yeah, yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac and uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, oh, Moon Knight, that's fun. Moon Knight's great. They, these are good guys for Moon Knight. Well, I think generally speaking, they're good guys. Anyway. I think they're, yeah. I'll, I'll, their films are never not interesting. They're no, always interesting. You know what's a very, like, okay, one thing I picked up on this is, oh, you guys uh, got yourselves a drone and you're very happy about yeah. it. <laughs> that, was, that, was, yeah. that was something that they spoke about, though. Their cinematographer brought this drone. I think he'd been in Moscow before and he bought this new drone. Mm. And then they were like, fuck it, we're just going to use the drone whenever we can. So they mm. went a bit mad with drone shots of the uh, well, tell you one thing. Italian coast. For some... some so this starts off, yeah, his, his, his mother dies and then he goes to Europe on his big adventure. They... <laughs> they use loud British people to great effect to actually make that oh, feel real. I thought, what was, I thought what was quite good about that was like, these are filmmakers from the US, but those British characters felt real to yeah, me. So like, real. I was They've like, met just them, like, you yeah. fucking met them in hostels. Yeah, 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 they are so real. I, like, the first, my general thoughts on movies, like, I, th- I did like it and I thought it was good. The first half an hour, there's so many ideas yeah. and there's so much cool stuff and mm. it's like really interesting and fascinating. And I feel like the second hour of this movie, they have barely any ideas in it. There's like one like big exposition-y scene, but like, I feel like at the start, so much shit is happening. We're going left and right and left and right and so many, it was just really interesting and then it all kind of slows down. I would be, I just think like, Okay, so they didn't quite stick to their guns as a horror movie, and it flirted with being a horror movie for a few minutes, and I was really into that. There was one or two parts of it that spooked the shit out of me, quite frankly. Then it kind of fumbled I don't know, a I, bit. I, I quite like the final 30 minutes, because I like it moving into full romance territory and having a main character who just decides, like, this girl is so hot. I don't care mm. if she's like yeah. got tentacles and shit. Mm. Like she's so fucking hot. Like I the, the the section of the movie for me that really slowed down is the section where we know she's a monster and he doesn't know right, she's a monster, right, right. and it's lots of there is a miscommunication. Is oh, oh, I relate, and it's like no, I just want him to find out and then be with her, even though she's a monster. Like, yeah, which I just is want what, us to get to that. Which is which is what happens. Yeah. You, maybe you're right. Is like a bit of a dip. Like it's kind of great special effects in this film. Great, yeah. Mm. Except for a couple of scenes where she's walking down the street 
kind of monstery. That looks there. You can see it's a bit cheap. Like oh, she's, like she's stumbling like through. Yeah. Some, some, some of the movement looked a bit dodgy to me. But overall, considering the budget on this, this film made fifty. It, like it grossed fifty thousand dollars to Jesus give you some Christ. idea of what this. So God knows how much it cost. I'm guessing not very much. Well, I mean, yeah, they clearly they just went to Italy and made a made Which a film. Which is cool, yeah, yeah with yeah, using yeah. their Minimum drone cast. Uh, yeah, found a nice town, used their drone. Yeah, they, a they, bit. so it's all filmed. It's around like kind of the southeast of Italy, Bari, around that area, Puglia. I think it's like, nice places, especially in the beginning. I think it's got a real kind of Ben Wheatley kind of cheap aesthetic does, nastiness yeah. under the yeah. surface. Um, and then we get kind of kind of an American nice. Some angry. of the humor was it was a bit labored near the start, and I, I kind of graded it on me a little. I bit. I don't know. I I like. I feel what these these two guys are good at is they read the they read the audience's reactions and thoughts quite well. For me, like their dialogue tends to mirror what I'm thinking. Like when one of the characters says something, it's usually what I would. I want to say or would expect the character to say. Um, is I've, I'm meant to look it up and I forgot to check. the His mate at the start of the movie. He's in Resolution is that, also. Is that the guy from The Battery? What's that? I think he's a I think he's. I think that guy is a writer director, and he may and he makes movies like this. The Battery is a movie. It's a zombie movie. Oh, a zombie movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. Where two minor league baseball players like they've been. They've been stuck with each other for like a year, and they hate each other now. But they're the only people in the world. And then there's yeah, yeah, yeah. More Jeremy, people around. Uh, Jeremy Gardner, he plays Tommy in Spring. Yeah, he's his he's his mate, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. director of the Battery. I wanted to check that. He's good in this, but he's great in the Battery as well. Okay, he's just a good actor. Nice. The cast in general are pretty good. I've never seen any of them in anything else. Uh, except, some of them were in guy. their other films. A couple of them were in like Resolution and The Endless. Well, like in, yeah, this guy who plays Tommy from the Battery, what's his name? Jeremy Gardner. Yeah, Jeremy Gardner is in Resolution. He's the junkie guy yeah. from Resolution. Um, the guy who plays Evan, I don't know if I've seen him no, before. No, he isn't the junkie guy in uh, Resolution. He no, he just oh. looks like him. He has a beard, but oh, fair enough. the similarity there. Uh, the guy who plays Evan, He is a, his name's Lou Taylor Pucci. I think he he was in a film called Thumbsucker back in 2006, a Mike Mills film, and he oh. was like, that was like a big kind of come up. It's like a guy who's like, in his early, or is is a teen and is still sucking his thumb. I've seen and that film. Yeah. I did not care for it. I think at that point he was like this up and coming guy, and then he seems to have tailed off a bit. He hasn't been in many films. He was in. He looks a lot like George St. Pierre. Does he? Yeah, he does. Mm. Yeah, but maybe a little weaker. Yeah, physically. yeah, yeah. I mean, George St. Pierre would destroy him. I'd like to watch. Right. That would be a good fight. Yeah. I don't know if Lou Taylor Pucci, <laughs> although he does have three names as well. I don't know if he would sign up for that. Get Lou Taylor Pucci in for to play Batrock the Leaper now. <laughs> I did this dweeb have to go and fight Captain America the rest of the cast we can fire through really quickly the the lady who plays Louise her name's Nadia Hilker she's German she's German oh. yeah I would never have guessed she seems like she could be from anywhere she's from she does Munich good hot girl she's a nice looking lady she appeared in an episode of the Twilight Zone the Twilight Zone remake series directed by Murhead and Benson oh yeah, it's from actually, the second season of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, this is the one uh, produced by Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you seen exactly. any of that? No, no I, I have it. I uh, got, it from, TV, got right? it from the TV blockbuster, uh, but I still haven't uh <laughs> I think she's great it. in it. She's, yeah, she's solid. I think solid. she's really, really good. She's yeah. very solid. Very hot. She's she's in the uh, Walking Dead. Also, she plays a character called oh, Magna. Stop watching that years. Yeah, ago. this is in recent seasons. Apparently, I've never watched a single episode of that. But yeah, she gives good hot girl. She does give give good hot girl. That is true. We've also got Francesco Carnelotti, who plays Angelo, the old man. He's a friend of the show. Not much else to say about him. He dead. He, he was uh, <laughs> he was in the Da Vinci Code and some other stuff. The main English thug guy like are they thugs well no. I, well okay i'll yeah. tell you why i say Thoughts. that i'll tell you why i say that because he's called nick never and he played thomas he directed rise of the foot soldier origin starring vinnie jones and oh, the God. uh hooligan factory so basically <laughs> all of his uh, everything he's been in is things where he's just been going oh you you can't <laughs> you can't yeah, yeah. He's like John Carpenter and uh, his Kurt Russell is Danny Dyer. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and finally, last person to mention is Chris Palco, who plays Bancroft Dawson, the guy who they get into the fight with. The guy who oh, Evan fights yeah. in the bar. 
He's oh, uh, yeah. also known as uh, Cage. He's a rapper. He looks like a rapper. Yeah. One of his songs, CK1, appears in the first season of The Wire. There you go. And in What's an episode song? I watched, that's what it's called, CK1, as in W-O-N. I don't know if it's about Louis CK or if it's about CK1-O-N-E. So no, I mean, if I was go. able Chris to freestyle, Palco, I'd, I'd spit out a Bancroft verse about Dawson. somebody masturbating in front of interns. I think it mostly just goes CK1, CK1. That's pretty good. Yeah. So there you go. That's the entire cast of this film. They're, everyone else is, yeah, they're all good. They're all fine. They're nice. They seem like nice people. They seem like good people. They've probably never done anything wrong. Let's jump into the story. Yeah. Oh, the other thing to mention, the soundtrack, similarly to when we talked about Synchronic, the soundtrack's by Jimmy Laval, a.k.a. The Album Leaf. I, I feel like the soundtrack is not his best work. I can't I remember it at all. It's just, it's very mm. v- vaguely synthy, kind of like... Brooding, something bad's happening. This lady's got criteria for what makes good soundtracks are often things I don't understand. I remember I was on that website Pitchfork and I was looking to see what they said is the best scores. You know, I was not listen to them. Uh, And uh, they had number one as um, the score from Under the Skin, which oh, I mean, imagine walking around listening to that. It is great, but you would never. That's insane. Oh my god! I would be worried about anyone list like walking around listening to. It. I mean, I think it is great, but I just I don't know when you're supposed to listen to that unless you're walking through the streets, going like, "Why do I feel so disconnected from everyone?" Yeah, I like. I mean, I like to be able to listen to the score separate. Like, I love uh, all the work um, Johnny Greenwood's done with Paul Thomas Anderson. I just can't listen to it separate from the movies. I'm not into it. Oh, I've listened I love to, the, uh, the like that. I think it's called the, the the track is called Oil from the There Will Be Blood soundtrack. I mm. love walking around to that. It makes I'm walking around. I, just, I feel like oh, I'm getting shit done now. I'm walking around <laughs> like I'm a bit of a plain view. Do you know what's a great one to stroll around listening to is um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for uh, the Social Network. That's a great yeah. soundtrack. Mm. A good one if you're looking for like inspiration is uh, John Carpenter's album Lost Themes. Oh yeah, and just brilliant. imagine it's a, a. I saw him touring that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. It was great. It was, it was at Primavera Sound. And we watched oh, yeah, like the first five seconds of Tame Impala and myself and Belen just went, uh, this is kind of fucking boring, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, Carpenter's on now. We went to see John Carpenter. It was just, Half of it was just, like the music was great. He played loads of his themes. There was screens with bits of his movies. But half of it was just me because nobody was fucking there wasn't so many people there to see it. You yeah. know? So like half the buzz was me just like there's John Carpenter. He's right there. <laughs> you could go, you could go and kill John him. John Carpenter. That would, if you would live forever, if you just went up and killed him when he was on stage. It's fu- it's funny. That's the best way to become famous. Well, I showed him my You'd be willy. part of his life forever. I him Did my you willy. really? Uh, well, I mean, I wanted him to remember me, you know? But like when he was on stage or after. No, I didn't show him my willy. Oh, well. But I remember there You're was this uh, couple uh, that was there and they were uh, they were dancing with no uh, shoes on and they had brought a mat with them and they were drinking like wine from glasses. Well, they sound awful. Uh, they were awful. And then they were like uh, trying to hang out with myself and Belen after. They're like, hey, you can come and you know, be our friends. And it's like, it just reminded me of, you know, when that couple tries to get Alan Partridge to be in an orgy. <laughs> uh, Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, the sex people, then. <laughs> That's right. The sex people. <laughs> Well, what would you? Well, you're a, a big guy for I'm the a sex for the synthy sound <laughs> for the synthy soundtracks and soundtracks in general. What's the soundtrack? Very synthy. Uh, I'm trying to think of soundtracks. Uh, I guess uh, Drive. That'd be a big one. But mm-hmm. it's multiple people because the composer was Cliff mm-hmm. Martinez. Yeah, that's right. But I like all the the individual the tracks, yeah, the yeah, songs. Yeah. But then the person who uh, that I listen to from that is Johnny Jewel, who's like the founding member of most of the bands that are on that soundtrack. I think he did a score for Drive that got chucked out. Hmm. Did he? I think he's the guy who did it. I've been watching a bit of Nicholas when in reference new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he probably did. A, yeah, yeah, he would have yeah, done yeah, the soundtrack yeah. for that. Um, I've liked it so far. It's like, you, it has to be ambient TV. Like, it's so slow. And it's long shots of people's faces, and like, like I couldn't get through. Only God forgives. I couldn't. Oh, only oh, God forgives. I like, is, I like it's, that. It's much better than Only God. Only God forgives is really bad. Yeah. Uh, I like it. But I like it. There is uh, an amazing. It's worth watching just this scene alone, where Miles Teller is dating. He plays a cop in it. He's a thirty-year-old cop, and he's dating a seventeen-year-old girl, and he's been dating her for a year. Nice and. Uh, he it was the responding officer when her f- mother was in a fatal crash nice. and that's how they met and all this stuff and it's 
him going to meet the father for the first time uh, to have like, you know, the meet the parents moment. And the father is a crazy rich, eccentric hedge fund manager played by Stephen Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And it I haven't is seen him for a while. Yeah. An amazing sequence. It Stephen Baldwin gives maybe my favorite performance of the year. He's so funny, so weird. He makes some weird choices. His costuming is insane. His the set is insane. Miles Teller barely says a word in the whole thing. And there's one exchange between them, I won't spoil it, but in the daughter's bedroom. And Stephen Baldwin starts doing a thing. And I'm like, this is so weird and unsettling without, with, while being so innocent uh, and legitimately one of my favorite scenes uh, I've seen this year. Hey, Stephen, you know what sucks about being a Baldwin? What? Nothing! <laughs> nice crisp South Park Bigger That's Longer nice. and Uncut reference for you there. I... All the Baldwins are dead? uh, Years later, when I found out that the Baldwins were real people, I was like, oh, from a South Park movie. (laughs) Yeah. Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker! And what's a a soundtrack you would gravitate towards, Billsy? Ooh, what's one of my favorite soundtracks? I love the soundtrack to Moon. I love the... um, We've talked about this before, uh that I love the main theme for the movie The Fountain, but I don't like The Fountain. But I love the main track from that, Death yeah. is the Road to All. It's, uh, is that the one yeah. that... Ding, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one with, like, Mogwai and what's-his-name from The Smiths. Johnny Marr? Yeah, playing guitar in it. Do you know what's a great one just for a standout track? The surface from of the sun from Sunshine by the oh, by yeah. John Murphy. It's John Murphy. Amazing. But a lot of his songs are basically the same song. Yeah. Over and over again. It's well, that's a refurbished like, uh, from the classical canon. It's something. Uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I like the big ones, man. My favorite soundtrack of all time is probably Gladiator. I fucking love the big. I was never. I never been a big fan of the film. Oh, you're wrong. Didn't really enjoy Gladiator. I saw it in the cinema and had a horrible hangover twenty years ago. <laughs> and uh, I did. I didn't enjoy it. I just. I, I was felt. I, I think I had, that ruined the I had to, I had to lie to a guy to get into Gladiator, uh, and you were drunk in it. <laughs> yeah, I was hungover. I, I'm older than yeah, you. Yeah. There you I, go. I, I, was, was, and, I think uh, it was the year 2000. Uh, yeah, myself yeah. and my um, my good friend Rory Power. We like saw that we it's just I remember we saw the ad at his house and we were like like we were like okay that's for us when when's that on right now I need to see that I need that in my face and we like uh, this this is how cinema ratings used to be like he knew we weren't like fifteen he's like uh, you want to go into Gladiator do you lads and I was like yeah 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 and he goes are you sure no there's a lot of staking and lots of blood and we were like you know like for twelve year old boys selling like, it to yeah, you yeah exactly we got to go in oh fucking blew my mind but I still love it still love the soundtrack uh, yeah it's good the funniest the fu- the funniest time I've ever like the the, the the funniest time in my life my the hardest I've ever laughed was I think it was probably my twelfth birthday my my thirteenth birthday maybe but my Team America came out mm. and me and my two friends wanted to go. And we had to convince my mother. She had to buy the tickets first and let us in. Mm. And we're like, okay, mom, look, it's 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 18s, whatever certificate it is, but it's puppets. So you know it's not going to be violence. You know it's not going to be sex. It's curse words. I know all the curse words. It's okay. So could you buy the tickets? And she said, yeah. And we went in and just start to finish, destroyed laughter. The Oh, such a lovely memory. That's a great I one. was about 23 when that came <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I was like 22, 23 when that was 2004. God, oh the most God. I ever laughed in the cinema was definitely seeing Borat. That was just a very special cinematic experience. I don't remember if I saw that in the cinema or not. I was in first year in university and just... Every- I, I, I've you, never were, be- you were 50 when that came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually in that. I played his... Uh, oh, yeah, I see it after my retirement party, I, was, I, I was the person who uh, wrestles with him naked in the room. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was in that. Classic, classic. Let's talk about the fucking... Yeah, is, shall we oh, do yeah, This is, yeah. how, this is yeah. how dull this movie is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not dull. It's just no, it's it's not, kind it's of... Not. It's For me, it's like a 6.5 out of 10. It's perfectly adequate. Mm. It's just an adequate film where I was like, oh... It's nice, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice love story with a mutant, and I've uh, dated a few mutants in my time. So, uh, 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 sorry to anyone. Let's talk who plot. Might be offended Parker. by that. Evan Russell, a young American man, loses his mother to cancer. 
The next day, following his mother's funeral, he gets into physical altercation with another man while drinking at the restaurant he works at. That's not a good idea, right? Drinking That's at the restaurant, restaurant you work at. Yeah, it calls itself a restaurant. Well, he says he's a sous chef. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not. I would not eat there. Um, that scene where his mother dies is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I like just the way the way they completely downplayed it. Like you just don't even notice. It's like, oh, she's that's it. She's gone. Yeah, it was really good. It's not. He doesn't go into some kind of overwrought. Mm. He just is like, all right, she's dead. But I mean, let's talk about the freedom he gets from that. Yeah, Imagine awesome. all of a sudden you've just got no family or anybody. You could just well, this this is the kind of thing you must dream about oh, as yeah, a totally. married man with a child. <laughs> You could just be a cowboy. You yeah. Literally is, this, to... is, is that what you fantasize about now? Tell us the truth. Uh, my two fantasies are me being a cowboy or a sailor, yes. Yeah, I, this is something. <laughs> and then uh, you want to be like a construction worker. That's another one. And then what's your fourth fantasy? Uh, <laughs> being a Native American. <laughs> yeah, a Native American. That's your other <laughs> one. That's your four fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope one of those work out for you. <laughs> a sailor or a cowboy. That's interesting. God damn it. Like, uh, yeah, when I, whenever I watch Master and Commander, I'm just, like, you know, it's a horrible time to be alive. I'm like, oh my God. No, so it's awesome. fine. I think it's a, it's a lovely time. I can't time. hear cowboy or Indian the same way ever since I watched uh, A Town Called Panic. I know, cowboy. <laughs> what a crazy movie. Um, so, yeah, so old Evan Russell loses his job. Uh, his friend advises him to travel to get his mind clear. Evan travels to Italy. He meets a flirtatious girl named Louise. Wow, this feels like well, they're really... they skipped over the British people. Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah, absolutely. They're skipped over. So let's, well, let's break it down a bit. He gets into the fight and beats the fuck out of the guy. Mm. And then that guy, Cage, the rapper... They, they like drive Knows by his house lives, yeah. and is like, hey, I know where you live. And then the police come to Evan's door. Is that about that? Is it just for the fight, you think? Um, I don't know. That see, No one cares. I mean, yeah, do we yeah, care? Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Resolutely no. And that's it. And so he's been planning to go to Italy, or he was going to go with his family, uh, but his dad... His dad's only been dead for a couple of years. Mm. How did his dad die? He had a heart attack or something? It was something sudden. Yeah, and then the mother developed cancer and then died. So he's free now. And then he can go now. off and be a cowboy, yeah, exactly. He also, he, he sleeps with some lady that uh, that but doesn't go very well. It. Yeah, she's not having, she just sleeps with him because he's sad. Which she is, gets the uh, lads out, though. Well, I, and, and to be fair, so does the uh, the lady later on. So yeah, yeah. well done. That's on a, a low-budget film. You can, you yeah, can, yeah, four lads. So then when Evan, <laughs> Evan travels to Italy... He uh, walks around Rome a bit, and then it's a he meets... a decent lad count, it is. It's a decent lad count. <laughs> Evan goes to... He's staying in a hostel, and he meets two guys who look way too old to be doing the type of traveling that they're doing. Oh, Do they not? No, they're... They, no, they're that's part of, of, that of that age. Part of them is that age, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're real. No, but, but I've, I've, I think, I've I think they're only sure. like 35, but to me, I, I, I look at them like... I think I met them like, in Poland eh. once, and I met them in Rotterdam as well. I'm, I'm serious. Like, just... T- like... Slightly too old British guys yes. on the European tear. Yeah. They did that holiday 10 years ago with eight friends, and now they're the only two left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, the two sense. whose lives are shite. Actually, and they're just, uh, when, yeah. They're... When I was in a, like a, yeah, a hostel in Warsaw, there was two guys exactly like that who were just kind of um, just freaking everybody out, really, because they're, you know, like, just be, go get a Bill Cosby jumper and mow a lawn. Don't be doing this. Why? <laughs> yeah, they were doing a lot There's of Bill Cosby scene. work. Mm. There's that great scene in the, where they're driving and your man's just telling you the story of his yeah. ex-girlfriend. She was a fucking whore. And the, 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 oh, it's just so grim and bleak. And yeah. yeah, it reminds me of the guys that pick up uh, Borat in the camper van. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of rape energy there, a rape team energy. And then, like, yeah, but you know when they go to that, so the, he, he goes with the British lads to this beautiful little town, and it's just like they're spoiling the ambience of the movie with their fucking voices. <laughs> it's just this beautiful scene, and they're like, oh, you book him, oh, get that in you. Oh. I think all of this film, it, has, it shows like a negative stereotype of British people, of a real type, yeah, yeah. which I think is good because it is a real type of British person. But then, and later on, there's like some kind of US tourist. Mm. <laughs> it's just oh, that's the rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels like the strangest stereotype. He's like just a full on rapist. Like, 
Yeah, he's that, the worst yeah. person ever. And doesn't he? He's, he's wearing like a bandana. He's like USA. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, That's Jesus a way Christ. over the top thing. Anyway, so uh, Evans in Italy. After he ditches these two English cunts, he uh, he meets a flirtatious girl named Louise. Flirtatious girl makes it sound like she's I don't know. It makes her sound. She like comes up and literally says, "Let's go and fuck." That's true. That yeah. is quite flirtatious. She's just about not a manic pixie dream girl. There's enough mm. gravity to the character that she's not a fantasy. I feel. Yeah, so, which yeah. was good. Yeah, but yeah, there's she's she uh, grows. There's, there's a bit of uh, development. So he uh, Evan is initially suspicious of her, but uh, he becomes more interested in her. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's a fucking hot piece of ass. She certainly is, and so is Evan. Good for him. To pursue his relationship with Louise, he takes a job at a local farm and starts living in a small town in southern Italy. Yeah, and the uh, guy's dead wife is a fucking hot piece of ass. I thought that the dead (laughs) wife was also going to be Louise. That's what I thought it was oh, going to be. Oh, so it was potentially going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought because, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that's what they were going to go oh, I, for. Well, I, I think they might be leaning that way. Is that what it is in yours? Because, like, I, you can't, the photo of the dead wife is black and white, so you can't see the heterochromia, the eye color thing. No, I, I think, think she looks, I think she looks old enough in the pictures that it wouldn't be her. Do you know I mean? Like, she's aged but, but, too much. But she changes into every 20 years. Yeah, no, no, no. In the what, photo... what does she become after when she renews? Does she become a child? No, it's Because Kevin lady, Bacon could be interested. Lady, yeah. She was a different lady that's like that <laughs> yeah, age. I like, I like Kevin Bacon for the sequel, actually. <laughs> yeah. no, that's she... uh, what happens then? So Louise, who initially rejected Evan, finally has sex with him. Finally. Nice. Without using... <laughs> finally. Without, using, without a... using a condom. Yeah. Oh, Respect. yeah, because she needs his semen. That's right. She needs his seed up inside her. Uh, and also, yeah, you know. We were, I thought important. she was cool, but we found out she's no, a it turns monster. Out, it turns out she's a monster. Well, uh, this is... I think this film is just making a point about the sexualization. I, I mean, ladies who don't use condoms are monsters. And that's, <laughs> that is what they, they're trying to trick you folks. They need they want to use your uh, DNA. The next morning, she wakes up before he does and has a monstrous appearance and leaves, killing a cat. <laughs> Who writes these things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she goes and kills a cat, and that's when you know that she's a real bunny boiler. And that's a cool... That that first scene where she is a monster and she's going down the, the alley and it... It is like, oh, yeah, right. That was the one that I didn't like. I just thought it looked a bit ropey. I just thought that, like, that's where you could see the seams in terms of they didn't have a lot of money. Well, I think they do a very cool thing. There's an amount of times in this film where you kind of go, am I seeing that right? Like, you know, she'll suddenly have a bit weird stuff on her leg or things like that. I think that was done quite well. And, like, yeah, even I would include that scene in that. It's like, did I fucking, is that right, what I I just saw? When Evan is wandering the town later, he catches sight of Louise and talks to her again. They later explore the town together. After a few dates, Louise asks Evan about his family story. Although he's reluctant to reveal details, he relents and then asks Louise to tell him something about her. The they have such it? a they have mm. such a like new couple fight like that fight where she, he won't talk about the family and she had shows a strop and they go down to the beach. But mm. there's, I mean, she's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't think she could be taking the high ground in this yeah, relationship. She is li- a, a literal she's a monster. monster. But she's so hot that it doesn't matter that she's a monster. I think that's the point it's making. It's saying like. If you're hot enough, it doesn't matter what your personality yeah, is. Exactly. You could have like a metaphorical tentacle. That's fine because totally. you're hot, and uh, that's that has value. Uh, visually, it starts to get into. Uh, did you have you ever seen this? Oh, it's such an odd movie. Honestly, I can't recommend it, but it has one of the best moments in horror movie history. Have you ever seen a uh, Possession with yes. Sam Neill? You've seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is fucking insane. It's like a weird sort of a relationship drama, but at the same no, time... No, sorry, I'm thinking of Possessor. Okay. No, 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 I've seen that too. But no, um, and it transpires that while their relationship is breaking down, they live in the Berlin that wasn't communist back in the day. Well, West Berlin. Is that West? The West is a non-communist part, right? East is a communist but Right. Anyway, uh, and uh, it transpires that the wife is the whole time having sex with this weird tentacle creature. Oh, that's yeah, unusual. Yeah, yeah. And the big reveal of that is je- it's one of the most it's okay. tremendous. But I, they're definitely paying homage. To when that, is that when from? That film? Is that from uh, the nineties or something? No, seven early eighties. I'm going to oh, say. Oh, that long ago. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But they're definitely. Um, that's a visual reference. They're from paying then. homage when he discovers her after they break up in a little bit. 
That's definitely referred to. Louise takes out the contact lens from her right eye to show Evan that she has heterochromia. Evan sees the same condition reflected in the woman on many of the paintings in the museum and also on the cover of a book. I like that. I like the tying together of like yeah, yeah, all yeah. the like this is this was me two thousand years ago and this is and and also later on where she's just talking about it as like, you know, like, oh yeah, that that was a shit day. And I, I like when they're yeah. making fun of one of the paintings, like, look at this guy down here going like ah that's a fun part. Yeah. I love their um Despite the fact that I wasn't so hot on this one, I love their uh, storytelling, the way they do it. Mm. Just in drips and drabs of reveals and stuff like that. I think the the two of them, I don't think the lead actor is particularly charismatic in this, but I think they, as a couple of great chemistry, and all the scenes that she's in it with him, he shines more. And it's like what you act when you have friends in relationships and you're like, oh, they're they're best when they're with this person. He's is he like lights him like oh I like all this that's that's how hot she is <laughs> she basks in her reflected glory. One night Louise is having dinner with Evan when her skin condition starts getting worse. It's just a skin condition, folks. It's fine. She runs off the street and is followed by a tourist, the rapiest tourist of all time. That's oh, not God, in the synopsis yeah. that I added that. Who he mistakes like, her for hey, a prostitute? Hey, how much yeah. to, to suck? <laughs> no, he literally says, "How much to suck my dick?" <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Does, I think does he not Very say like? Doesn't he say something like, "Excuse me"? How much to suck my dick? <laughs> like I think he comes in politely with yeah, an excuse yeah, yeah. me, Very but then he sees he sees that she's like stumbling, so then he starts to unzip. Like at that transition to rapist is a millisecond, which is impressive. Uh, that's what they went for. But okay, Louise unwillingly kills him after she mutates into a reptilian creature. I don't know. I think uh, that's one kill where everyone is on board of going like, yeah. Because then he splayed on a rock and she's like ripped his cock off. Yeah, she did. She ripped his cock off. Yeah, which is uh, it's a tasty treat. Evan, <laughs> who has been working illegally on the farm, has to leave when immigration police make a visit there. What that's about a, that scene where he that's stupid. where he runs off? Yeah, yeah. that's a stupid. <laughs> they were, play, were they playing that for laughs? It just felt no so weird because the, it, the immigration stuff is a stupid subplot. Because you were kind of wondering at the time, is like, are they doing this? Like, it, are are they there for him? Or is there something else going on? Because you get the feeling that they're maybe there to speak to the old man, Angela. Yeah, because initially you, the, the, the police are there, like they show up and she's suspicious of them. And you feel, oh, it's worried about her because of all the animals she's been killing and all the things. And you realize, no, they're actually after him. Just for because he violated his visa. We know plenty of people who violate their visas yeah, in I, Spain. I, uh, you're from the U.S. You're going to do that soon, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no way, sir. I'm a European. I would never do I have respect for the European Union. Well, but when people you're in from the, the USA will do that. They violate their visas. Well, when you're in the living room, you're American. When you're in the bathroom, European. Listen, I have no problem with. Oh yeah, there we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to step all over that. I have no problem. I I will I will violate many things, but not a visa. Okay, that's the one thing I want. As he has nowhere to go, he goes to Louise's house. The door is chain locked, through which he sees blood on the floor and hears a strange voice. He breaks the chain to open the door and finds an octopus-like creature on the floor wearing Louise's dress. <laughs> like it has just decided to raid her yeah. wardrobe <laughs> yeah trying to reach a syringe he quickly picks a syringe up and injects it into the creature's neck yeah Yum. that's a that scene's so good the effects in it like the, the 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 practical effects there's a couple of shots of him like reacting where they get like cgi tentacles come up that those are a bit ropey but like her splayed out on the ground with all this stuff going on. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah this is <laughs> that does it for me. That's that's the one I was saying that uh, that's a, I'd say a reference to Possession. Ah. You should not watch Possession. But I was like so happy when this scene happened, and I wish it happened earlier. What when they just decide to move on with their relationship, even though she's a weird Lovecraftian creature thing? Yeah, no, it's just it just it just injects some life into it. It's like yeah, we know this is where this is going. Mm. So let's go there, like, and that scene is great where he's just freaking out. He doesn't know what's going on. He seems to come to terms with things very quickly. He's kind of like, yeah, well, that's the thing. She's so hot. But like, know? so is he good? Like, he's on board, right? So then, yeah, yatta yatta yatta. They go to Napoli, etc. Um, hey, there's still but, more to read. Okay, sorry, <laughs> but no, no, I'm asking, what's the fucking? Okay, yeah, read it so because I don't understand what the deal they made was. Louise reveals to Evan that she's a two thousand year old mutant. All the pictures of women with dual dye, with dual eye color, 
including the one on the cover of the book, are of her. Every 20 years in spring, she gets, her, she gets herself pregnant. <laughs> and then her body uses cells in the embryo she carries to recreate her while she changes into different creatures during the process. What's that all about? She, she, she's like kind of morphs into different creatures from yeah, like like yeah. mythical or like from the past from or something they, they talk about like or, you're right yeah, it's just she's it, her changing powers are in flux so they're just a little bit they're on the fritz so she's randomly turning into stuff she's not supposed to be turning into right this could be sold as like erotica in japan right they're oh yeah big shit. time yeah. absolutely not just in japan <laughs> uh, only in japan <laughs> Evan is shocked and leaves. Louise follows him and keeps telling him more about the condition. She reveals that she did not use a condom because she's a whore. No, she did not use a condom <laughs> during intercourse with Evan in order to... She reveals that she did not use a condom during intercourse with Evan in order to purposely get pregnant. That's a strange sentence to me. She also reveals that if she falls in love with someone, her body will produce oxytocin, a hormone which will keep embryo cells from consumption, resulting in the, ros- the loss of her immortality. So at this point, were you pretty much guessing that she would choose to not live forever anymore? I feel like I've seen that yeah. in a number of mm. films in the past. I can't think of any of them, but where someone chooses to like, okay, I have lived for thousands of years, but now I like you. I've liked you for a second, so now I'm going to just die with yeah, you. Yeah, part of me was hoping that she would like kill or eat him or something. Yeah, yeah, That would have been a better yeah. ending, yeah. Uh, yeah, because as it happens, what? So she dies and Vesuvius goes off? That was how. That was the first time, right? Mm-hmm. When she died. Because he sh- she. Well, we'll come to yeah, that in yeah, a second. Yeah. Evan asks if she is in love with him, to which she replies she's not, and also that she would not give up her immortality for anyone. Evan then asks her to spend her last 24 hours with him, needy, there, before <laughs> she re evolves. They spend all night talking to each other. In the early morning, Louise takes Evan to the ruins of Pompeii where she was born and tells him her family story. History, sorry. So I don't even understand. She, so, so they died in the volcano. The, mm. And so why is she a mutant? She yeah, says something about her mother. Well, her mother was one of those as well. She was like uh, from this she race. She sacrificed herself so, or something. So the mother uh, fell in love with the father, and that's when that mom lost her immortality. Uh, and that's how she was born. Okay, that's good. And that's uh, how Vesuvius uh, erupted. And she survived yeah. because she's, she's immor- immortal. She's immortal, yeah. The time comes and Evan makes one last attempt, begging her not to change, to which Louise replies that she does not control it, her body does, and it has started to change, meaning she may attack Evan. Louise lies down with her head on Evan's lap as he refuses to go and tells her about the experience of being mortal and all the positive aspects to it while she changes. The positive aspects of being mortal for him are like, there's Starbucks. It's, <laughs> and I feel like he's give, making like the worst case for, for like dying. He's like, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, you get, you can watch Netflix. It's just. He's so selfish. He is. Begging her to uh, die. <laughs> yeah, just why? Why do you want to live forever when you can just stuff die? When she's dead, do they make that deal? Because then he's rich. She's got loads of apartments all over the world. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she says she's. Uh, that's right. She's has a lot of stuff, and it's she, that the the worst part of her life is like, ah, oh, I need to do paperwork. Mm. I need to transfer stuff over. So maybe it is worth dying for her. Eventually, she's like, I don't need to deal with lawyers or anything. She anymore. speaks Arabic. Do you know what's a? Uh, is it you saying that's why she should die? No, <laughs> just no I didn't say that. I just dropped it in. Okay. Uh, certain aspects of, of her life remind me of. Have you ever seen the Jim Jarmusch movie Only Lovers Left Alive? Yeah, mm, I never yeah, got around yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, there is one. bits of that. It's, it's really good. It's a better Jim with, Jarmusch uh, movie. Tilda Swinton and who's the guy? Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Yeah, and okay. Uh, John Hurt in one of his last John roles. John C. Riley. And Emil Hirsch, huh? Emil Hirsch, yeah, he's in it too. Did, did you see the Jim Jarmusch zombie movie from a few years no. ago? Oh, it's terrible. Myself and Berlin went to see it. The Dead Don't oh, Die, yeah, it looks really bad. Yeah, I yeah. like Patterson though, I think that's really good. Uh, what's it? What that, that's his movie he made with Adam Driver, where Adam oh, Driver yeah, plays yeah, a yeah, poet yeah, bus yeah, driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's it? What, what's the name of that again? Patterson. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's I like think, it's a uh, neighborhood in uh, Berlin. Jersey, went right? to see that with your ex girlfriend, all right, okay, yeah. good. Well, here we go. We're to the last uh, couple of sentences. The sun rises before a calm and resigned Evan looks down at Louise when a grotesque sound is heard. 
However, he finds Louise still in her current human form, while the the volcano that resulted in the death of Louise's family is seen to begin erupting in the background. The end. So they live happily ever after. But so the volcano, it's not like a major... No, it's just eruption. A it's just a little, just a, just well, that, a little one. I suppose the just connection little... between her dying and uh, the volcano—that's big, sort of Lovecraft stuff. Because um, big theme in Lovecraft's work is like he does, he doesn't explain anything. It's just like you, like it's you have no idea what's going on. Right, you have mm. no idea. Uh, so that big, like, sort of cosmic connection between those two things—that's very Lovecraftian. Because mm, Lovecraft, completely... baby, Lovecraft, exactly. Yeah, Lovecraft. I got me a tentacle, and um, yeah. Uh, I like this film. I thought it was fine. I don't need to revisit it. My ranking—I don't know if I said earlier—but my ranking of Benson and Murhead is the Endless number one, Resolution two, Spring three, Synchronic four. You put you rather this to Synchronic. Yeah, I liked Synchronic, but like, eh, I feel like there's not enough to it. It felt a bit throwaway. This is a bit meatier. Hmm. I like the last 30 minutes or so of this film where they really went full on with the, the romance elements of how the characters kind of deal it with it. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I I will, uh, it's be, all, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, number one. Because resol- you've, you've seen all four as well, yes. right, Don? Yeah. I would go Resolution, The Endless, Synchronic, and Spring. I've uh, only seen this, so number one's uh, Spring, and then rest TBD. Mm. Ah, TBD. That's what? Uh, what were your readings of the movie? What do you think it was about? I have like my theories. What I think it's what it's talking about. I think they. Well, I I think there's a large aspect of they wanted to make a movie. They're, they just have that mm. feeling. Yeah. That they were just like fuck. We'll go to Italy, make a movie, and we'll figure out uh, figure it out. It feels mm. like. The story is there just to facilitate these guys. Like, it's a long, short film, if you get my yeah, mind. It has that yeah, feel yeah. about it. Uh, so I think there's that to it. I think it's more... I think... I don't think any theme really wins the day. It's, it's just a kind of an experiment with storytelling and low budgetary. That's what, what I felt from it. It's a bunch of low so budgetary. I I, so in that way, I, like, I didn't connect with it too much. Like, mm. the likes of, like... All their other films, I feel, are much more. They've they've got themes going on, like yeah, like resolution is about like you know the geographic evil of a place, you know. I mean, which was you know, it's kind and of drug addiction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite how would you put it like postmodern. I mean, it's examining the idea of the text of a horror movie. The endless then is the well, the endless is fascinating because it turns out that the cult was right. Yeah, um, it's such a good Spoilers idea. Spoilers for the endless. Spoilers for the yeah. endless. Ah, it, I, I, there's nah. so much going on in that yeah, film. Yeah. Nah, nah. You, you could someone could explain the plot to you, and it I'm would still watch be that worth again watching. Really soon, it's really, a great film. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely um, their best. And work. synchronic is like you know, there's it's alcoholism. fine. It's interesting. You've got yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it was it was a good. Film. I mean, I like time travel. Like specifically, I really like time travel. But synchronic for me is probably. The their weakest film although anthony mackie's good it's funny i mean yeah, he's yeah. funny it's in really it, boozy in it it's a it's a heavy boozy boozy booze affair yeah i thought this was i thought it was all about intimacy and about the, being the being vulnerable with people and like even though we get the whole like the first half an hour of the movie is all like mostly people failing at trying to be intimate with each other or honest with each other like him and his friend they're trying, like, he's trying to console him with his mother, but he can't really mm. do it. And the lads, like, these English lads are just, like, these completely manufactured person. He tries to talk about his ex, but he can't even be honest with himself about it. And then there's this great section, which I like, is, you know, he, he meets her and they kind of fall in love. And then there's a bit where he kind of starts second-guessing her. It's that thing when you, when you, when you have a crush on someone mm. and then you kind of start putting all their f- faults to the forefront, but it's just you kind of being scared a little bit. Mm. And the it, uh, the old farmer kind of talks him out of it, and he kind of, they have that big fight, and then he's finally being able to be vulnerable with her. And uh, I think that's kind of what the metaphor is of her, like giving up her endless life as in giving up like all this freedom and potential and all these lives she can live. She can live a million different lives of just, kind of being honest, kind of being herself and settling for this old American hitchhiker. You didn't watch the movie, did you? You just watched Brokeback Mountain again. I'm always watching Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I would say the moral of this film is that Italian ladies be crazy. They're, yeah, they're hot, they do but they're crazy. crazy. And yeah. I, I have experienced this. They're in this. the same league they're as... Mental. Um, 
uh, French ladies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to a lesser extent, Spanish ladies. Well, I'm sad about that, but there, it's fine. It's all good. We're not being monitored yes, in any way the whatsoever. The thing that I like about like European ladies, as opposed to ladies from my own country, is they're not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave that in? I'm going to leave that in. That was Donna Coutinho, and he said that about the Irish, which I, I mean, they're not as disgrace. ugly as Scottish ladies, let's be frank. Um, I have, yeah, well, a lot of them are frank. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> A Spanish woman, Frank, and it would feel appropriate. Yeah, she's a Frank. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Uh, I think we should. Uh, I think we should bring the curtain down on this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On this, and uh, again to the toss pick. So, Donica, can you remind us of your criteria? Yeah, basically, a, a, an SNL star a vehicle, a film starring somebody who was big on SNL. Do you for want to my, go first? You go first. As a as a tribute to um, the super fan of this man. Is right here next to me. I would like to watch. I would like to watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a mistake. The ridiculous six. Oh my oh, god! Okay. Oh wow. no, I've seen that. It's so bad. Oh that's no! Wait, right. have I, I seen that? No, I no. Sorry, I haven't seen that. No, I right. haven't. I got it mixed up with that fifty million ways to die in the West oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Which a is awful. That's a awful, terrible, awful, terrible awful, awful. So hopefully this is better. Mm. I thought you were going to go dirty work. But he's already well, seen, seen that. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I oh, haven't you're st- not I that same movie you've seen. Yeah. Dirty work, dirty work. Dirty I know, no, no. Ah, I, you son of a bitch. I, uh, this was an opportunity for you is to Is that what you were doing? Well, yeah. I, well, you know. No, no, no. I, tell I, me what you're thinking. Well, I, I, stay, I decided to go for something uh, written by mm-hmm. and starring Kyle Mooney, the current SNL uh, cast uh, member. Yeah, Brigsby Bear. Which oh. is uh, from 2017. I've, I've seen I've it. Been, yeah, I've I've heard good things about it of of late. So I decided to go Any for Brigsby Bear. Um, I saw, the first time I saw it, I thought it was one of my favorite movies of the year, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, oh no, I actually don't like this. Interesting. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so maybe we have to watch <laughs> it twice. option is good this week. Let's go, John. No. You're gonna do the coin toss. Yeah, I got a coin for you. I got a coin for you. Most clumsy man in the world's gonna try and do it. Okay, so you you call it, Donica. We don't know what the options are. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, 50. Um, oh, yeah. It's okay. Sales. Yeah, fifty. So fifty, because it's a fifty coin. No, so but I say fifty. So you're. Yeah. The... No, you're saying fifty. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. So if if it's fifty, then it's we know the, the ridiculous thing. It is tails, not fifty. Okay. So it's we're watching Briggs Bear. Bear. Briggs Bear. Here we go. That's handy. I don't have to. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll then. be interested. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna listen to that episode. This. It's this. It's a weird movie. Don't. If you're gonna watch it along with you, uh, don't look up what it's about. Don't look up the yeah, premise. I, just I watch. I haven't just looked at anything. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good. All just I've seen watch. is like the image of someone standing with a bear. Yeah. Like don't look up anything. Just watch it. So well. You'll come back on. Well, wait, also, we need a criteria from you if you've oh, got that's one. Right, yeah. Yes, yes. Tell us okay, what we should so, do next time. Uh, I didn't know you weren't allowed to know. I've seen the movie before, so maybe this isn't going to work. But well, I'm going to adjust it slightly. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I want you to pick a movie from your homeland. So, Donica, an Irish movie, Andy, a Scottish movie. I've got mine already. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've got a couple of ideas. All right. Sweet as. All right. Well, um,. Show's over, fuckface. Yeah, <laughs> finally. All right. Thank finally. God. Thank yeah. you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is legitimately uh, a podcast. I don't listen to podcasts almost ever, uh, but I legitimately, this is the podcast I listen to the most. Well, so you're not going to listen to this episode, are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder, we'll see what this episode sounds like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see if it's usable. I mean, I, I, it's not a very good look, but this is, in fact, my favorite podcast. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> 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 I really enjoy my own podcast, yeah, which, is, which is terrible. But Andy makes me laugh more than I make myself laugh, definitely. Yeah, I, I get that too. From yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, there was a, in uh, I can't remember. There was one episode recently where you go, "Yeah, I was around that age where I was thinking to myself, yes, French women are hot and they are crazy.' That made me laugh a lot. Anyway, uh, this is true. a bad look exactly. saying how much we love yeah. our own podcast. <laughs> uh, don't include that anyway. Uh, please give us a five star review and follow us on Instagram. Hold yeah, well, what's your what's your Instagram handle? Oh, at the John Spillan. All right. Um. So. Uh, up yours. Yeah, yeah up, up yours, yours too. Bye. Bye. Bye.